Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with the two colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. Please, please, please to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Presentation. What's up, everybody? Man, the chat is already blowing up. Thanks for tuning in. I know it's been two weeks, but wow, what a welcome. Yeah, but look, Vince says he, he forgot about there being no show last week because we're just that we're just prominent consistent. in your lives. Yeah, we're uh, yeah. all you think about. Like, well, uh, what are the speaker box boys up to? What do we get up to next? But if you don't know what this is, this is the Drive-In Speaker Box. Thanks for tuning in. We are your source for uh, all Thanks. things movies, movies, and movies. Uh, I am your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I am Slick Doggy the Grip. And, uh, man, yeah, thanks for your apology for the resub over there on Twitch. If you guys are listening to the audio version of this podcast, wherever it is you download your podcast, there is a live stream. That's where we record all this. It's right off the top of our domes. It's live. It's interactive. You can get on the chat right here with all these people. Shout-outs to Furious Apology over on Twitch. We got uh, Vince on Twitch. We got Adam over on YouTube. We got Dina on YouTube. We got Sam over on Facebook already in the in the chat. Thanks for joining us this week. We have missed you guys. I just got back from Nolens, Louisiana. Nolens. Nolens. I, I thought you were only going for like two days, and it seemed like you were gone. You I was were there for five. Like, I was there for damn. five days. I was there for Tales of the Cocktail. Um, but I actually got to, you know, I did some movie-related stuff because uh, I know some people that, that you know, are in the film industry down there. and uh, Visited I, some vampire film sites. Well, I you know, the uh, the new season of Interview with a Vampire is, is being shot down in the French Quarter. So I, you know, walked around, and it's real easy to pick out like what was a set you're like yeah that was a set that was a set you can, you can just smell them if you've been in the biz um but it was it was yeah it's just That's the most hollywood thing yeah, you've ever you heard just, it's all empty water bottles and and uh you know it's it's just uh you know and, and and like crumbs of nature valley green granola bars like that's 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 all that's left over on a film set. Uh, for those of you that worked on a set, you'll be probably laughing right now. Um, but uh, yeah, 12 months up. Thanks over there, Furious. That is badass. 12 months. Wow. That's a whole year, I think. Um, if we follow the Roman calendar, right? Uh, the Gregorian calendar. Is that what yeah. we... That's 12 whole months. Um, Sam wants a Jake's takes. We need, to, we, need to, we need to do that. I need to become more technically savvy, I guess, and get my own... Yeah, we need key to, to the studio or whatever. You just come up in here and turn all this stuff on, pull some focus, tune your lighting in, and hit go. Yeah, I'll just watch a bunch of uh, Joe Rogan and the dude that uh, who's that one guy from uh, the dude that yelled a lot and he gets he got sued for saying Sandy Hook was a thing. Uh, uh, there's so many of those guys yeah. on the internet, and I'll he's just, probably bald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just watch a lot of those guys, and I'll I'll be in here for like ancient aliens it was like the whole thing about you need like a tinfoil hat yeah me and, me and movies like the time when i was a teenager and we watched donnie darko and there was like 12 of us that were gifted and talented advanced students and we were like sitting there taking notes and comparing with each other how the time travel of donnie darko worked oh man that movie it was actually a lot of fun just for for, for ner fledgling nerds everywhere 
There were uh, a lot of nerds in that room. Mad world. One cool boy. Yes, just the one lonely cool boy. It was um, always a tough time, man. But yeah, yeah, we'll, uh, we, we need to get you set up on that because uh, so we can create more content. They get enough of me. Nobody wants more of this guy. Um, but they're always asking for the Jake. Uh, but anyway, Vince says he watched Donnie Darko for the first time last week. It was pretty good. Um, throwing a Furious Palsy, throwing some weeb emotes out there. On Vince's um, comment, I've heard of Jake's tapes and the, the foreign films. That's right. I'm going like, to teach you how to make emojis too. It's going to be, you just, it's going to be like a, uh, it's going to be like a, you know, a, a 1980s kung fu training montage. Uh, you're going to be doing splits between two chairs, and you're going to be, like, on Photoshop and, and editing audio and, and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, like Jean-Claude Van Damme in, 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 <gasps> in every every movie Kumite. he's in. But he does like the, the, splits. the splits, and he rips that tree in half, but it'll be me and, like, the keyboard. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but anyway, we've Blood got sport. movies to talk about. Um, last week, I went and saw Nope. I didn't get a chance to talk about with that, with that movie with you guys, so we're going to be talking about that later in the program. I also caught up on Minions Rise of Gru. I went to the theater and watched that one because uh, I just hadn't sat in a theater for a minute. I was like, well, i got to do this. So I um, went and saw that, and we're going to be talking about that later in the show. Um, did not get a chance to see Gray Man yet. I haven't caught up on my Netflix. I was busy in New Orleans doing New Orleans things um but that's going to be on my list to talk about with you guys next week so um dina asks did i wear a suit to new orleans no i did not um that was that was pretty pretty harsh humidity it ain't the heat dude it's the humidity that gets you down there um you know i did i did hit up a lot of uh you know iconic you know, New Orleans places and, and ate a lot of food and, and drank a lot of cocktails. And it was it was a good time that, to be had. That sounds like a really good time. I oh, she's asked for Groot. No, of course. I unfortunately did not get to watch a film. And I apologize, everybody. Some of you, Vince, may know that I like to drive two-door, super fast, real cool, low-to-the-ground, hot boy cars. And that comes with a price <laughs> sometimes. I... Uh, I was on the way to pick up my girlfriend, fiance, person, my person, uh, my lady, my person, lady, uh, a few towns away. I was driving on the highway and all of a sudden I was like, my car is weird. And the temp gauge was all the way, blew my head gaskets because Subaru. And uh, I had to spend this weekend putting it all back together so that I could have a vehicle to drive because where we live, there isn't really public transportation. Ubers are too expensive, especially with gas, and we need cars. So I lived fast and furious. And then you just ended up furious. And initial D, yeah, because I was doing like the Paul Walker Bunta thing of having the uh, GC8 Subaru real cool boy thing. So I missed out on movies, and I'm sorry. But Spe I will be here to be color commentary. Speaking of some of my favorite cool boy things, uh, the 35th anniversary of Lost Boys was this week. Uh, oh, more yeah. vampire things. I didn't. I, my shirt, my I still believe shirt was dirty. Otherwise, I would have worn oh, it. Yeah, I, yeah the one I wore I it a couple of weeks ago, but it's, I still haven't done laundry. So, uh, been on vacation, guys. Um, but uh, yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of fun watchings and screenings and uh, celebrations, and I'm sure you know uh, Tim Capello is getting booked for a lot of conferences because that's what he does now. He goes around and and <laughs> walks in is like. I hope that that's all he does. That is. He, is. Walks, he just walks in, rips off his shirt, throws on an alto saxophone, and he goes, "I still believe." Wah, wah, wah. That's literally his life. And then he walks away. 
Like, that's the whole thing. It's a five-second segment. Yeah, it's all that. That's good. Yeah. I hope that he doesn't do a whole segment. I hope that he just walks in, rips off his shirt, flexes, and goes, wee, wee, wee. He's a little old. He's still off. beefed up, though. He's still beefed. Google him. He's he's easy. I mean, we should just, I think he's probably on Cameo. We should get like a, a, a Tim Compello Cameo. Yes. It's like for all these B-list actors that are just like, I could use 200 bucks in five minutes. Here we go. <laughs> There's some pretty um, famous people on Cameo. Yeah, because everybody could use 200 bucks in five minutes. That's true. Like... Let's should, let's hit that level. Let's of fame be on cameo. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of nobodies out there. Maybe someone will just think that we're we'll like put the the price tag down low to where like someone's grandma is buying someone a gift on cameo. They go, oh, these guys are affordable and they must be famous. And we're just like, hey, happy birthday, you know, whatever. And uh, we make fifty bucks. Yeah, fifty like, bucks is like, fifty bucks, dude. Jeez, grandma, all these dudes suck. But yeah. then he shows all his friends, and his friends are like, these guys are rad. These guys are rad. We should like and subscribe to the drive-in speaker box. You guys see. So anyway, uh, 35th anniversary of Lost Boys. That's pretty cool. Uh, Stuff in the news. Stuff in the news. More 80s stuff coming back to life, resurrecting like vampires. I don't know if you heard about this, but Max Headroom reboot in the works. Uh, You know, the co-creator of Halt and Catch Fire, uh, Christopher Cantwell, is supposedly supposed to act and be a showrunner, along with Elijah Wood is signed on to attach somehow. But if you don't know Max Headroom, uh, Max Headroom is like this very strange character that emerged in the 80s uh you know played by this guy uh named um matt frewer he's you know you've seen him in a lot of stuff he was in a lot of star trek he's kind of a a character actor and he was max headroom and for a lot of americans they didn't really come uh, to understand max headroom until you know uh he became the the voice of a new coke and you know is trying to sell coke and stuff to to the you know the the coke generation but uh he got to start in the in 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 a UK like he was a VJ in the UK doing music videos and then there was like a weird spin-off show that was trying to give him a backstory I watched it I watched a little bit of it it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to watch uh it's kind of this this dystopian future show where this the scientist and it's been a long time since I've watched it but um but I think now more than ever like having a sentient AI character seems more relevant than it ever has mm. and um you know, I think it would be really cool bringing him back because he's still around, and with the power of technology, he doesn't have to wear all that makeup to make him look like he's computer generated. They could just put all that anti-aging, deep fakey bullshit on his face, like they do everyone else, and it yeah. would look just well. And that's the point; it's supposed to look artificial. Oh, okay. and um, say makeup is always better in cinema, I think. But he's supposed to look like he's computer generated, and uh, it's supposed to look fake and and uh, um, you know not human. Uh, but I think it could be cool. I mean, you know, I, I am getting a little worn out on some of these bad deep fakes, particularly like what, what they do in the shadows or what we do in the shadows. This new season. I haven't watched the last episode. I forgot to watch the last episode. But I it's did watch okay. Orville. The last Orville episode was so sick. Bruh. Ooh, I don't know if you've been caught up on Orville, but this show is, I feel like it's going to stick the landing. That um, is one thing. This, this season. I got to um, watch before I had to uh, just wrench on my car all week. Even Vince was like, okay. It was good. Like, the Dude. past couple episodes have been bangers. Um, this season, it, it started out being amazing, and then there was a couple episodes where yeah, it's like, like rehash episodes. Remember when we did this? Look at it. Um, because Disney owns Hulu, and it's owned by Hulu now, and Disney does nothing but, like, remember when we did that? Look at Star Wars. They're like, remember episode four? Here it is again, but with a girl. Crazy. 
Um, yep. But but bringing it back, you know, but like they they came back around and they were like, look at just, this or, just original wait. stories, and yeah. they built off of their rehashes, mm-hmm. which is really good. Yes, it is the hallmark of good writing, and uh, and all the Kalon stuff has been so good. And and Vince just throws something out in the comments that I actually agree with. He says, "Can I say I hate the guitar playing and singing and constant worried looks between Seth and Friday Night Lights?" Y- yes. Okay, so, like, but, but I, the thing yes. on it that is, I hate I hate that's guitar every shit. next generation Hollow Deck episode ever because they go somewhere and they sit in like the cabin with the guitars or whatever. Uh, like that's yeah, like a sci-fi just, thing where they try and anchor it in the time that you know with something that you're familiar with. So like, look at these people paying 2020 music. Aren't they like, that's in the past. Yeah, but I'm mean, and, and you know, the holodeck episodes always had the, the songs and stuff, but I just like, could we cut some of that? I, I don't like musicals enough as it is, but when, you know, you hear, like if it, it just like catches the tail end of like Data doing, you know, a symphony or, you know, uh, what's, um, you know, Robert Picardo's uh, The Doctor doing the tail end of an opera, but not like sitting and okay. watching a whole freaking like campfire song. Like that was a little annoying. Yeah, well, you don't watch the whole thing. You come in halfway, but you yeah. Oh, when they were like, sitting in the cabin, they like literally play the whole freaking song, and they're like, "Oh, that was so great!" Robert Picardo opera as yeah, the Doctor is so good. It is pretty good. I mean, Robert Picardo is pretty good. Um, but speaking of Star Trek, Hura died this week. Oh yeah, Nichelle Nichols. Yeah, eighty nine, Lieutenant Uhura. Just, just yesterday. Just yesterday. Uh, you know, she apparently. Like worked for NASA for a short period of time. Um, mm-hmm. She's uh, getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame now. Um, you uh, know, Nichelle Nichols was like a big advocate, and she had a lot of pull because people love Star Trek. And there were they were like, uh, what was that? The the movie like Selma or whatever? Mm-hmm. Not Selma. That was the one with MLK. The one that came out at the same time about the NASA stuff. What was yeah, it where they were the, the math ladies. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, those people, things like that. Nichelle Nichols is part of why things like that could happen is because she was on TV. She was a figure. People love Star Trek. She was intelligent because she knew like every language. Um, thank you. Yeah, Vince, hidden figures. Okay. Uh, but, you know, Uhura was like the coolest and she didn't take shit from nobody and she would fight back and all this stuff. She did like fan dances and all these things. But Uhura is super badass and Nichelle Nichols would go up to people and she's like, uh, Star Trek motherfucker. And they'd be like, oh, have it your way. Star Trek is the best. So pouring one out to N- Nichelle Nichols. 89, made it a long time and a lot of contributions uh, with her career that not weren't necessarily like, I'm a big blockbuster actress, but like real cool, impactful things. Um, what do you so. mean not a big blockbuster actress? I'm talking Star Trek, the motion picture through Star Trek Six. But that's all Star Trek. I'm just saying she had an yeah, impact like, outside of her Hollywood career, which was, you know, mm-hmm. more than a lot of, of celebrities can say. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I have a water brand now. Like, oh, yay. You know, what do you want a trophy? Yeah, but you ever see Star Trek Four where they go back in time and she's with Chekhov and they're looking for the nuclear vessels? <laughs> or Star Trek... Nuclear vessels. Yeah, or Star Trek Six, where the, the undiscovered country where they got to... They got to go save Kirk and Spock, and she speaks broken Klingon to a couple of real dumb Klingons. It's the best. Pretty good scene. Michelle Nichols was really good. She was a bad mofo. Talking about 
Michelle Nichols. So uh, a little Star Trek news there right at the tail end of, uh, of Orville being cool. Um, some good some good science fiction right there for you. Um, what else in the news? Double science fiction. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once just became A24's first movie to hit $100 million at the box office. That's pretty interesting news, especially for a, a small, scrappy distribution company like A24. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's uh, it's been A24's highest-grossing film. Like, that's that's pretty awesome. That's even better, knowing that while people could go purchase it on home video right now, they're still going to the theater, and the home video version advertises an extra 10 minutes of film, which they have been talking about bringing to a theatrical release of it. Oh, so, I would go see that in a heartbeat. Yeah, so you could see the extra portion of the movie in the theater. Ten minutes can be a quite long a time. Bit. Yeah, it's a lot of movie. Um, but you know, really interesting because Hereditary was, uh, I think, before that was their previous, um, you know, uh, uh, record holder, which did 80 million worldwide, and this one's just, you know, just stomped that one by about. Uh, 20 million so pretty pretty cool there um, and just the power of a good film you know just a good movie is is, is that didn't need to have like you know Tom Cruise in it didn't need to have you know uh, MCU attached it didn't need to have all this stuff but it's still doing great because it's a really really good movie every movie could use Tom Cruise in it well well yeah well. Uh, dude I think Tom Cruise is rad as an actor I mean, yes, yes. I just, I don't think every movie needs Tom Cruise. In just it. imagine Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise in every movie. Yeah, I don't, that's not a, that's not, as a dystopian Ethan world, whatever. I don't want to be in. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I, I like Tom Cruise, like, you know, a good seasoning salt, just a little bit, just a little pinch yeah, here Yeah, here's some Jake's takes. Oh yeah. All right. Well, that's that's going to be a whole episode of like what would it what kind of world would it be like if Jake got to put Tom Cruise <laughs> in every movie? Yeah, there would be um, more stunts. Let's, that would definitely be more stunts. There would be more um there would be more uh um short leading men, I guess, cuz everybody <laughs> would have to be shorter than Tom Cruise. Um that's kind of like its thing. Uh he has big time short man syndrome. Uh, a lot of apple boxes, like apple box sales, would go through the roof on on set. Everybody be standing on an apple box. So people like short people. That's why I don't. No, know. they don't. Nobody. That's likes why no short one people. likes me because I'm massive. But people like short people. Him and Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. has to wear padded shoes when he's on movies, so he's taller than the female leads. That's why. Uh, uh, why does everybody have to be taller? Why that's, can't we just accept short people? That's why old Gwen, what, what's her name? She puts weird things in herself and then sells her her scent. What's her, the actress that played Pepper Potts? Her name, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, okay. Gwyneth Paltrow. What does she sell in a bottle? What? Yeah, you don't want to know. She takes her shoes off and Robert Downey Jr. is wearing platform shoes so that he can be taller because they don't want Tony Stark being shorter than Pepper Potts. Got it. So she's barefoot. He's on platforms being Prince. What a little Fauntleroy. People uh, like Prince. He's short. Well, he's also massively talented, uh, which certainly helps. Um, in other news, the Sandman approaches. Oh yeah, the trailer came out. I didn't get to watch it. I really uh, yeah. To. More more news, more bits, more pieces, more trailers. I'm 
kind of avoiding watching any trailers. I just want to just watch the, the series. I'm a fan of the graphic novel. I've listened to the audio books. I'm almost done with the audio book. Um, you know, there's, there's two big monstrous parts of it. I'm in the, I'm in the second one. Um, but you know, I could not be more excited about the show. Neil Gaiman is on board as, you know, like a writer producer. Um, a lot of people are up in arms about like gender flipped characters and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, just, just give it a chance because Neil Gaiman is good at what he does. And if he's got a hand in it, I trust him to make it good. Uh, a lot of people were really pissed off that, you know, you know, uh, cause John Constantine is a character because a lot of people forget or don't, that aren't familiar with Sandman is it Sandman's a DC character. Like dream is a DC character. Uh, that, that Sandman graphic novel came out in DC comics. And, um, and so it DC or wild storm. I'm because, pretty sure it's DC cause Batman's in it. And well, but Constantine, uh, Constantine was in it. Constantine wasn't DC until recently. Constantine was a vertigo comic. And it wasn't maybe until it was Vertigo. DC, maybe the re- reissue I watched was yeah, or, or DC read. DC absorbed Vertigo and Wildstorm into like a singular DC, so they brought in characters like uh, Constantine and the Wildcats. Well, there's like a Gotham poll. There's a whole chapter that takes place with like a Batman villain and stuff. In 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 the the the, the so I guess okay, it was Vertigo comics. Yeah, but it must be it's recent, weird how yeah. they they well. There's DC people in here. Uh, Lucifer Morningstar is mm. is in this. Um, you know, uh, iteration of uh, Sandman. But anyway, he's a comic book character, and uh, you know, he didn't. He's getting a lot of flack for not using John Constantine in the show. He used Joanna Constantine, who's a character he created, um, who's like a descendant of John Constantine. And I, and I know everybody's making the stink face, just like you did. But his reasoning was like, look, you know, I don't have as much like licensing control over the John Constantine character, but this is my character and I want to use this in my show the way I want to use it. And, but uh, Constantine exists in the CW stuff and if they have the live action and it's all going to be integrated, why not just bring in the CW they're trying, Constantine? That's why. They don't the, want to have it integrated like that. They oh. want the story to stand alone in it as it's on and I'm here for it. I don't, okay. I don't want the show to even get remotely close to integrating with this, anything CW. That's, that's fine, but the, the Arrowverse has worked for years and years and it keeps people intrigued but it's so cringy yeah it's cw still but you know uh, yeah but you have, i don't want that you have arrow and that. flash flash is still massively popular. well in season nine it's this last season they're 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 pulling the plug after the season but thank god arrow and flash you got um uh uh what's her name that has the animal powers and i can't remember her name right now they brought in hawk people you got uh, oh, the Hawk People stuff. It looks so stupid. You, you got Lucifer. the Legends of Tomorrow. Can't forget how awesome Lucifer. that is. Well, yeah, you got the Adam. That show's so stupid. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. There's a lot of stuff they could have used the Constantine actor because they brought Constantine guy back in for Legends of Tomorrow. I think they did. Yeah, they After, did. Because the show got canceled, but they're like, it's too good. So they everybody's like, oh, but Keanu Reeves is Constantine. I don't really like Keanu Reeves as Constantine. I like animated Constantine, the one that's in the the DC animated movie, animated and then uh, what's the the Justice League Dark uh, animated yeah. Constantine? That's my Constantine. He's awesome. Just uh, an angry bisexual chain smoking booze hound that that you know gives no fucks about uh the heaven or hell or anything in between like he's he's cool like he's a cool dude what are you making that face for (laughs) you always make that face like we're gonna get canceled 
And if we push the envelope a little bit more, we might actually get popular. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, ma- imagine that. Um, yeah, Vince says, hashtag, not my Constantine. Um, yeah, Constantine's awesome. And that was all those, uh, you know, everybody's thinking, didn't he have, like, a relationship with, um, uh, uh, not uh, Shark. King Shark, Shark. King Shark. Only in that one animated yeah. movie. That was kind of funny. Uh, but anyway, looking forward to Sandman. I am uh, really, really pumped about this. So that is coming very soon. See, Velvet Santa says they'd rather watch all the CW shows than watch Justice League movie another time. The Snyder, I disagree. The Snyder Cut was not bad. I hard disagree. Uh, why? I wouldn't want to watch one episode of Legends of Tomorrow again. Uh, you could sit me for a whole twenty-four hours watching the Justice League movie back to back, and I would, and make me, you know, sit in a room full of arguing Twitch streamers, uh, and I'd choose that over watching an episode of, of Legends of Tomorrow. That show is just so stupid. Um, it's just like, oh, uh, uh, uh. And just thinking about that show makes me. It's so bad. They did multiverse first. Yeah, but so doesn't mean can give a pass for making a terrible. Well, talking about terrible things in comic books, wasn't there a new She-Hulk trailer that was released? Like a full-on She-Hulk another trailer. Cringy garbage show. Drink tequila to process this crap. Yeah, the She-Hulk. Everything that keeps coming out about She-Hulk looks so terrible. Yeah, it looks real bad. But didn't they get Eli Roth to come back to be a Which doesn't abomination? Help. Doesn't help. Eli Roth is not exactly, you know, a good actor or a good writer or a good director. Eli Roth. We're talking about the same the same Eli Roth. That's a that's a big we're talking about the same. No, not that one. What, who am I thinking of? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking like hostile and no, inglorious no, no, no. bastards. No. Eli Roth. Was, who's the Roth? What's the What's the first name of the Roth? I'm thinking of. I mean, who's in? Uh, t- you taking Tim Roth? Am I? Like the British actor? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Tim Roth rules. Okay, yeah. Eli Roth sucks. He's, a, he's abomination. Yeah. Oh well, then that's fine. Tim didn't Roth you, is amazing. Didn't you watch Hulk? Incredible, it, uh, the Incredible Hulk. There's a lot of that I've blocked out. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of comic book things that I've just blocked out. Uh, and I, I know that there was a green guy, and he was angry. And the more he got angry, the more invincible he became. I think that was the, all I took away from that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, let's see. Velvet Santa says Marvel should take a year off and build anticipation and write halfway decent stories. Probably not going to happen because that means they would have to take a year off from collecting your money, and they're not going to do that. Um, Adam says Comic-Con dropped a ton of tra- Comic-Con there was so much stuff that happened at Comic-Con like that's a whole episode worth of stuff and uh, and we I just don't I don't know if I have the the wherewithal to unpack it because it's like comics yeah uh, Velvet Santa brought up a really good point that we need to address no Meteor Man 2 where oh, yeah. is it where that's is what I need yeah. when I was a kid Meteor Man was one of my top Movies. Well, because Robert Townsend is the coolest person on the planet. Yeah, well, he could touch a book and absorb its knowledge, and mm-hmm. then he, like, fought that dude with Jeet Kune Do after touching it. Um, a, uh, 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 you had friggin' uh, James Earl Jones. Yeah. Don Cheadle. Really? Eddie Griffin. Yeah. Don Cheadle was in that movie? Yeah. He was Goldilocks. 
Yeah, Don. I need to watch Meteor Man again. Yeah, Meteor Man's awesome. I, before Don Cheadle was someone whose name people knew. That's right. He uh, was an up-and-comer. Oh, yeah. yeah. There he was. Big uh, time. Uh, Cosby was in it when people still liked him. He was the hobo dude, and he got a piece of the meteor, <laughs> and he used it to change the channels on a TV. As you should. Uh, Furious Apology says Pluto Nash 2. Guys, Pluto Nash is I, a pretty good movie. I actually like Pluto Nash. Same. I saw it in the theater. I and, did too. And I th- everybody was like, Pluto Nash is the dumbest thing ever. And I was like, yeah, guys, that was, wasn't a bad movie, actually. I thought it was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> Hold on. It says Meteor Man touched the Kama Sutra in the director's cut. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Listen, it's, uh, Meteor Man is better than Steel. Oh. Oh. Oh, I forgot that movie even existed. Really? Yes, I did. I watch it from time to time. Oh, ew. Yeah, that whole thing. Like, I remember saving up a bunch of money and buying the the comic where Superman died, right? And it was a wrapped white plastic comic, and I saved up so much money because the guy at the comic book store like joked me into buying it. Like, it was like, oh, Superman's dying. It was a whole big deal, and I spent like forty bucks on it. My mom was so mad. And, yeah, because uh, it's worthless. It's worth like nothing. Uh, but at the time, it was like, oh my god, I gotta have this. And uh, yeah, my mom like had to take me back to the comic book store because I walked there by myself, spend my own money, and uh, yeah, like yelled at the guy, and uh, he wouldn't give me my money back because I opened the bag and I'm like, this is no longer mint in box. You pull that, you know, like fat mouth breathers do and uh, i got like store credit that i probably never used but i think i got yeah. like some um the marvel masterpiece like playing cards or something you want me to uh, find you a in-bag superman death comic no, that I, I can give you and then i just remembered like superboy and steel and all these other things and then like uh nicholas cage superman um you know then the black suit uh, like resurrected Superman, uh, and it was supposed to be played by Nicolas Cage in the movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the movie that never, never came. But, uh, but yeah. After, after that whole split, I was like, get, pff, I'm done. I'm done. You got me in trouble, Superman. My mom's mad at you because of me, because of mad at me because of you. So you're not my American hero anymore. So anyway, I kind of gave up. So Steel it just gives me PTSD about it. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff to happen. A lot of stuff happened. It's been two weeks. It's been a long time. We're back um, playing catch up, doing that stuff. Uh, do you have any other news bits before we move move on to talk about what's coming out this week? I don't. No, not <laughs> movie related. Well, then let's talk about what's coming out this week because new movies come out every single week and it is our duty to tell you what is coming out. There are uh, four movies coming out, three of them relatively uh, low limited release indie films. Uh, one of them uh, we've been waiting for for a while, but um, releasing this week, August 5th, 2022, we've got the new film from director James Morosini uh, starring Patton Oswald and James Morosini. It is called I Love My Dad. Uh, it is a kind of... Uh, you know, an estranged father catfishing his son and son in an attempt to to reconnect. Uh, Patton Oswald doing Patton Oswald style comedy, um, but it did really well in South by Southwest. Uh, a lot of people digging this film, and I mean, it's Patton Oswald. He's a he's a really funny dude. So that is getting a wider release this week. Uh, also coming out uh, Easter Sunday from director J. Chandra Seskar. Uh, it is starring uh, Joe Coy, and it is uh, about a family gathering celebrating on Easter Sunday. Uh, it's about a comedy based on Joe Coy's life and experiences, and the, and uh, his stand up comedy. Uh, you know, you've got. Um, 
um, you know, very, very ethnically diverse cast uh, in this movie uh, coming together and doing kind of a family comedy. So uh, that one is coming out. I don't know why this movie about Easter Sunday happened to be coming out in August, but hey, you know, whatever. Uh, also coming out, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies uh, from director Helena Rajan. It's about a group of t- rich 20-somethings planning a hurricane party at a remote family mansion. And then a party game turns deadly in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing fake friends in one party gone very, very wrong. So it's a black comedy, you know, um, or dark comedy that I don't know if you people don't understand these words anymore. But uh, it's it's a, a cast of. A bunch, people, comers. a bunch of people you've never heard of, and also Pete Davidson. So, uh, yeah, you've probably seen the trailer of Pete Davidson doing Pete Davidson things and, you know, his brand of comedy that I don't understand the appeal that much. I mean, he's a funny dude, but I'm not sure why everybody's so obsessed with Pete Davidson. Um, but they are. So that movie's coming out in wider release. And then the wide, wide release movie of the week that has been being advertised ad nauseum for the past couple of months is uh, director David Leitch's new film, Bullet Train. Bullet Train, of course, starring Brad Pitt, uh, Brad Pitt, Sandra Bullock, um, Zoe King. We've got... Um, Michael Shannon's in there. Hiroyuki Sonata's in this movie. Uh, kind of a bit of an ensemble cast. Uh, Bad Bunny somehow being in this movie uh, and not using his real name. Uh, Masioka, or Mas- uh, he, he, he's in this one. You may remember him from Heroes. Uh, you know, Blue Nissan Versa. Um, he's going to be in this movie. Um, the more, tra- the longer trailers I see about this movie, the less I want to see it. Like I liked the, the 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 teaser trailers, the extended trailer, not so much. But um, I do want to see this movie it does look fun isn't a kick-ass in that movie too i think so yeah i think so um velvacena says i can't wait to watch it on my phone uh cue up the david lynch uh clip about watching movies on your cell phone never watch a movie on your cell phone ever don't ever do it and if you do don't tell me you did it because you're gonna warrant a tongue lashing tablet minimum yeah you need at least 10 inches uh for maximum pleasure uh you know moving on uh, Vince says that there is a James Bond Fathom event for Dr. No's 60th anniversary. That's exciting. The first Bond, the one of the best Bonds, the Sean Connery introduction of being Bond, James Bond. I thought we canceled Sean Connery because he likes to slap women. That was a decade ago. Yeah, but, I mean, he still said it. Peeps. Yeah, cancel culture. Gotta usually, slap them around when the, you know. Like talk cancel back culture usually little forget little. about it like a couple like months in. I guess if something cool is coming out, you're like, oh yeah, James Bond, but then you forget that you slapped them around. Yeah, that was before Sash that. Sash talking ladies. Doctor No was dames. before that. Pop them, pop them in the mouth, and then one on the fanny. I don't think he said that. That's what he said in like an interview with like Playboy magazine or something. Is like. Or, Pop them in the mouth if they get acting, acting a fool. Um, <laughs> said it, got called out on it, didn't back down. Is what Vince says. Yeah, it's like oh, Barbara very Walters. Sean, that's what it was. Very Sean Connery thing to do. Be like, yeah, yeah. so. But yeah. I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I am a firm believer of separating the art from the artist. Uh, but you know, I mean, there's a reason there. that you haven't ever seen the press events from uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade because there's no way that you could put. Sean Connery and Harrison Ford in a room. Two and have, of the grumpiest dudes yeah, in Hollywood. Have an, have an interviewer ask them anything because they would just like burn laser holes in them. 
Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you know, I'd be like that. That's the interview, and uh, and 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 then Harrison Ford is just nodding. Yeah, and Harrison then, Ford's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, Bullet Train coming out in theaters this weekend. You can check it out. Uh, those are your offerings. Uh, but there are other films in uh, theaters that we uh, or I saw, and you can check out. As well, so I'm going to start with Minions: Rise of Gru, um, and we'll move forward from that. Uh, Dina on YouTube says, "Seriously, I am always fighting for my life on art versus artist convos." Well, it's really hard, and and you know, just to side rail onto that topic, you know, one of the things that that um, you know, uh, not to not to quote Bill Burr of all very problematic comedians uh, in in the world, but you know, you, you you people exist in a time, you know, and, and and people have to understand that you know it's real easy for us to sit here in 2022 and go, well, if I lived back in 1894, I'd be one of the good ones. I'm like, no, you wouldn't, and you'd be a jerk too because you're a jerk, kind of a jerk now. You're doing jerky 2022 things, and you probably go back and do jerky 1800 things because that's just kind of how people tend to be. You know, we we go with the flow, we go with what's cool. You you remember the ALS ice bucket challenge? That was a time where all of us were dumping fucking ice on our head, and we thought it was fun and uh, now we look back and go I wouldn't do that again but um, you know when when you these art these art artists conversations a lot of the time well we didn't know a lot about the artists back then we didn't have social media we didn't have all this meta knowledge and um, oh man night Alishly redeemed got to drink some tequila Uh, why didn't we get a notification mm mm-hmm I don't know that's why we need a mod here uh, like Vince who can tell us these things but you know we have um, we have so much access to information now, so it's 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 harder to separate those things because they're so ingrained in their personal life. But when we find out you know personal things about artists that, like the Beatles or Elvis or you know if we if Michelangelo if we knew what all the crazy shit he probably did, you know we wouldn't be thinking his paintings were so cool. Um, but that's just the way art is. We have to be able to separate because most of the time, really cool stuff is made by really troubled people, and uh, you don't like go oh he was such a nice like a judge person that painted you know you know Salvador Dali was just like a guy that just liked to hang out and you know have a donut in the morning and read the paper no no it's not who these people are and that's you know um you know we 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 tend to focus on um um uh, the the celebrity of it and that's one of the reasons I hate celebrity so much so my mustache out to be like Dali yeah, you do. That'd be awesome. Um, Dina says, we can bring forward the artists who were not lauded at the time so we can talk about the big stuff but supplement with the marginalized. Yes, 100%. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a long conversation. Or we can acknowledge they sucked and did cool stuff. I, it, that's, that, that's where it needs to be is because, you know, everybody's got some stuff that they're not proud of. And, you know, the moment you start pulling everything under a microscope, everybody's got to be a dirtbag at some point in their life, you know. Um, so, anyway, yeah, not to go too far down that rabbit hole. But, anyway, Minions, Rise of Gru, speaking of... Uh, it's like, yeah, what's that have to do with Minions? Like the guy that has all the... He's minions. a bad guy. He's a bad guy. He's a villain. Gru did some dastardly crap when he was a kid. So, but we still love him. You know, we separate. He's got a good heart, but you know, he kicks babies and steals ice cream and um, stuff like that. Yeah, he does all the stuff in this movie. He's he's a little prick. And uh, but he's he's. I mean, he's the character of Despicable Me. He's Gru. He's a, he is a bad guy. You know, even though they turn him into a good guy because everybody's got to be a good guy somehow. Um, 
Uh, Vince says, I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't turn a blind eye or 100% cancel someone, but I bring him action. Yes, I mean, and that's 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 good. You shouldn't give people just a free pass, but you should be able to appreciate good art and then go, well, that guy sucks. But, man, this is a cool book, and I'm going to enjoy this book, and especially if they're dead because, you know, it's not like they're getting your money. Um, and maybe their kids are good people. Who knows? Let them succeed. Um no sense to punish the, the 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 sins of the father or whatever the the old phrase goes. Anyway, Minions was stupid. So let's just get back to the point. This movie was one hour and 27 minutes of loud noises and uh, gibberish because the Minions speak this weird sort of hybrid of Pig Latin, Spanish, and French. Um, and a couple of times it's cute. There are there are moments in this film that are funny. Um, I, I, adv- I don't advise letting kids watch this movie because your kid's gonna grow up and be a jerk i think you know i mean the more of this in unintelligible babble that we put in front of tiny screens in front of our tiny humans tiny faces and go here kid don't make noise the grown-ups are talking put this in your face and it's just like and fireballs and like trash cans and you know all this kind of stuff it's like no wonder we're you know we're society is crumbling is because this is how we were like yeah just just view this you'll be fine and there's there's no values to be learned there's no sort of um evolution of these characters there's no uh no real story to be told it's just a child grew and is minions because minions are popular and we give them money and they run around doing minions things and all of them shows their butt at least once and they they like and i guess people laugh at it and it keeps going ad nauseum for an hour and 27 minutes um vince s was my theater full of kids um there were a lot of kids in there yes uh because this is this is how we babysit now we go hey here's an animated movie that my kid will want to see and we'll buy the toys and it's funny and they'll they'll shut up and stop bothering me for an hour and 20 minutes um and we take them to see these movies and yes kids love it they love this stuff just like they love ice cream but it doesn't mean you should give them ice cream all the freaking time no you can't they have to eat vegetables too and i feel like we don't give our kids the vegetable equivalent of media enough. We just give them all the, the, the sugar and ice cream of media. And I think that's a very unhealthy thing because, you know, media consumption is one of the most shape-shifting elements a growing child has for becoming a grown person you know um health and mental health and if we keep pumping them so full of an unintelligible garbage they're gonna turn into little assholes and i I get so tired of adults making the argument but it's made for kids and it's like well yeah so is ovaltine and it's got vitamins and minerals and it's good for you and it kind of tastes like chocolate you know and we just won't even buy ovaltine they don't anymore because kids only want chocolate and it's our fault that their teeth are falling out no don't eat their vegetables no it's ovaltine's fault for giving out dakota rings and and (laughs) it just being an ad for ovaltine I love it when he gets so mad that he discovers it's a commercial. Drink. Little Ralphie is like, oh, oh, it's a commercial. Um, but let's see. Uh, Velvet Santa asks, which is more annoying franchise at this point, Star Wars or Minions? I Star Wars. S- yeah, I have to say Star Wars just because of the oversaturation of it all. Um, 
Vince says, sounds like uh, Cousin It was in the movie. Yeah, they're all super Cousin It. Uh, Velvet Santa says, Tommy, which is uh, his son, uh, is not a fan of movies right now, mostly music videos and the wiggles for us. Uh, You know, Um, let's see. Velvet Santa, Tommy's favorite video is Call Me Al. So he's a Paul Simon fan. Is that that who uh, does, does... Uh, with with uh, the 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 music video that has um, uh, Chevy Chase in it, uh, you can call me out. Yeah, that movie, that that song, you know. Uh, Night Alishly says, I think it's Wait. about balance. Fletch Chevy Chase. Yes, Fletch Chevy Chase. Uh, Night Alishly says, I think it's about balance. We watch high quality shows, but also others. We eat vegetables and sometimes gets Brahms. That's how you do it. That is exactly how you do it. Minions is a treat. You know, it's it's a little treat. It's it's like catnip. You know, you don't feed your cat exclusively catnip because it's you know they like it so much. Um, you know, you just you just pepper it in. But I feel like we're we're sliding into this this sort of um, format that we know makes money, and so we're going all sugar. We're going all treats, and I don't think that's a good idea. Um, you know, balance is key, and so this movie was was. You know, and I've seen some of the other the other films. Like Despicable Me was actually pretty good, uh, but yeah, this one it was a movie. It was a movie to watch, and uh, it's gonna take a lot of money and uh, a lot of your money. And kids are gonna see it, and they're gonna they're gonna hopefully not pull their pants down and speak gibberish because that's what these movies are teaching them to do. And uh, this movie was very anal. Like there was a lot of butt centric stuff in this movie and it was very don't eyeball me i didn't make the movie i'm just telling you that there was a lot of butts and and naked butts and i'm just like okay weird you know i mean look at this little trailer like in the clip on my on my screen there's a dude with his butt out and uh that's just the part you focused on dog no just right there like i just the first thing you click a minion so it's like it's a butt and i'm like ah just just butts everywhere like it's freaking weird notepad in the movie and you're like oh another tally for naked butts (laughs) naked butts uh man vince says there are focus groups that show kids love butt stuff like i mean these new kids it's no wonder that kids in 2021 are so obsessed with butt stuff is because we've been showing them minions for 10 years you you as the leonardo dicaprio meme in the theater yes butt stuff uh can we move on can we move on why are you why do you get so uncomfortable around butts you want to talk about it (laughs) like is there some stuff we need to we need to open up in jake's uh jake's tapes no uh let me get out my my notepad here your butt tally yeah hmm it says here jake gets very uncomfortable at the mention of heinies and um tell me about your childhood and heinies yeah uh but anyway uh dina says kids have always been into butts i knew it was all downhill when the poo emojis became all the rage yes this is true um especially once they're voiced by patrick stewart oh yeah that was a good poop emoji where's our emojis they're back here somewhere. Oh, are my emojis? There's so, yeah, they're somewhere back here. Um, my emoji movie emoji? Yeah, they're somewhere up here. I got you those for Christmas one year. Uh, anyway, that's that's out. Let's let's talk about the good movie that I saw. Um, 
and it was nope. Uh, the new film, of course, uh, from um, director Jordan Peele. This movie, uh, you know, uh, a bit Shyamalan-y, uh, early Shyamalan-y, as people will say, no, 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 Jordan Peele is such an amazing, perfect director, and he is the, 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 the best horror director to ever grace the genre, which Jordan Peele will even stop you, as he did in one interview panel, and, uh, you know, someone was just like, dude, don't don't diss John Carpenter like that. He's, you know, and Jordan Peele's like, dude, there are kings above me. Jordan Peele can't play the keyboard to make the soundtrack for his own movie like John Carpenter does. And, and, and Jordan Peele, this movie is so much homage. This movie is homage to a slew of horror classics before it, and not not even horror like Jaws and E.T. There there are straight shots that were borrowed from Jaws and E.T. and recreated to fit in this film, and they're beautiful. Is you that had a, a thing? A, a bearded red face, or is, uh, I'm not sure what that is. That a is. seven up cap? Oh, that's that's the cool button. Uh, oh. They added added cool glasses to our to our uh, our button. That's cool. I, I didn't. I didn't know you do that. Extra cool. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. Velvet Santa says he's like the Chris Nolan of horror right now. Dina says I haven't seen it yet, but no, you do no spoilers. But please, this time be vague. Um, in terms of heart, Adam says yes. Jaws and ET saw that too. Uh, did you hear? Nope, is an anagram. <laughs> um, so Dina, like to, the spoiler free of this this movie is that there are no spoilers to be had. There's no MacGuffin in this movie. Um, even the poster, you know it's aliens. Like, you know from the moment you sit down, you know the, from the moment in the trailer, you know from the poster, it's aliens. And the movie's not about a reveal. The movie is about a journey of dealing with this. And uh, there's a lot of allegory and a lot of really cool stuff that Jordan Peele's playing with with the characters on screen. Now, my big complaint about these characters, they don't evolve very much in the movie. Um, you know, they kind of exist in the movie to just sort of push the thematic elements of this film along. But you have, you know, Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya who who lead this this film of trying to monetize like this um, this phenomena that's happening in in their ranch. And um, yeah, as Adam says, I thought the trailer ruined it, and and it did to a point. But you know, when you're watching the movie, it just it unloads on that like in the first 15 minutes like you're like yeah there's some extraterrestrial shit going on and um, not of planet earth Vince says yes in not OP. of planet earth and uh in OPE bloop flipping over uh Adam says it didn't it didn't matter in the end which is true you know um but the the, the thing that that I did not like about it is like I said the lack of character development you know you had Michael Wincott's character who I would have loved to see more uh Daniel and Kiki's characters um you know the evolution of their relationship where did it go from here like did you know what did they take away from this experience you don't get any of that stuff uh Steven Yoon's character I mean you kind of see what happens to him but you don't see any evolution of what these characters are doing but it's kind of okay because the ride is so much fun like there there is um just a lot of stuff to unpack there's all these weird flashbacks that start to slowly make sense there's a lot of debate about what the shoe's about and um you know if you're kind of paying attention it's 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 about uh you know it's foreshadowing really if you if you 
pay attention to the movie and you know the the theme of bad miracles and you know and and misdirection and what you're focusing on and all these kind of things uh in in the midst of tragedy and chaos um and and it just shows how clever jordan peele is in his you know this is not a horror movie and um even though it is classified as a horror movie it's the, the genres that IMDb nail to it are horror, mystery, sci-fi. Um, I, 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 there, there are gory elements. There are horror elements. But I would not... I, at the end of the, the... When the credits rolled, wasn't a horror movie to me. Um, but there was horror elements for certain. Uh, and it was just a, an, an interesting, interesting ride. An interesting story in sci-fi that I just hadn't seen in a while. and uh, But it, it, it's very strange because while it's not doing anything new, it's doing all of this old stuff in a new way. And I thought that was pretty cool. Hmm. Um, there were some, some questions I had at the end, um, but let's see, Velvet Santa says, was there any sense of wonder to it? Uh, yeah, the whole movie is essentially about a sense of wonder and capturing it. I mean, that's what this movie's about. It's, it's really about, you know, um, how do you tame it? You know, how do you, how do you deal with it? How do you process it? And how do you, um, you know, not just, uh, personally deal with it, but, but how do you make it, make it your own? How do you, how do you conquer it? And, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty interesting way of, of like Adam just said, mixing, mixing all these genres together into a pretty interesting, um, just movie. It's a good, it's a good movie. And I, and I haven't said that in a while, like where it's, it's a movie movie. You go in and it's, it's not about the stars. It's not about getting scared. It's not about like a blockbuster. It's not about the MacGuffin. It's not about the special effects. It's just like having a good time in the theater, watching the story unfold. And that's cool. You know, it's a lot of fun. Like you go back, just like I mentioned Jaws and E.T., you know. You go back and these movies aren't like over the top like spectacles. They're just really good movies. Like E.T. wasn't like a you know science fiction like insane. Like look at all the special effects. Look at all these these crazy celebrities. But it's just a good story. And Jaws again, same thing. You know the 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 the, the freaking shark didn't even work half the time. And uh, but Bruce. Bruce the shark. But it just completely captured uh the world and uh yeah um adam says filmed in imax worth the 20 bucks in his opinion i would have loved to see it in imax um velvet santa says well expectations should be fairly tame so i may actually enjoy it yes dina says thinks you have time tomorrow definitely go see it um Sounds like it's maybe above us. Personally, yes. I enjoyed it a little more than us, mainly because I thought us was trying a little too hard. And um, I'm just going to leave that there. That's a whole other conversation that we don't have time for. Um, you liked it when you reviewed it? Oh, I did like it. Did But I'm saying, do I like it more than Nope? No, I think Nope is better than us. Oh. Um, yeah, I thought Us was a was a, a a very competent film. I enjoyed it quite a bit, but I think Nope is a better. It's a better movie. Us was the one that had all the VHS tapes and stuff in the back of other yeah. war movies. Yeah, yeah, uh, and the and the 
the copy clones of the family and uh yeah this is is a good uh so there you go nope it's in theaters i i highly recommend you see this um it's not scary it's not you know it's not a, a brutal gruesome horror movie it's uh i think vince just nailed it he goes i thought it was a good twilight zone movie 100 which makes sense why jordan peele is like supposed to be hosting the twilight zone show there for a hot minute i don't know what happened to that but um this this was very much a twilight zone movie and uh i'm here for it i'd love i'd love to see another movie like this from jordan peele because i think he knocked this one out of the park so uh there you go nope uh now let's talk about the box office um yeah it's about that time where I turn things over to Jake, we're going to give you the box office roundup for last weekend, and we give you domestic numbers only, because that's what the studios pay attention to. They really don't care what money comes in overseas. They want American dollars, and uh, if it doesn't... Bring it back. That's right. Lettuce, baby bread. Dead um, presidents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see? That's the movie. This is the movie producers coming in and getting those greenbacks. But uh, we give you the top ten in the United States, and uh, take it away, Jake. Here we go. All right. On its first week, coming in at number 10, Vengeance brought in $1.75 million, uh, only available in just shy of a 1,000 theaters. Uh, So not terrible for a film that no one's seen or heard about, coming from Focus Features and um, bringing in almost one and three-quarter million dollars. Yeah. Not a thousand theaters, not bad. Uh, holding strong at number nine in its eighth week of release, Jurassic World Dominion, because people sometimes just still need to go to the box office. Uh, domestic total is now $370 million with its international take at 573, bringing it to so $942.5 million dollars almost in the billion club just shy of that billion dollars i hope it doesn't make it it does not deserve (laughs) it'd be so funny uh number eight also holding at number eight in its sixth week of release black phone Uh, so there is another horror option out there for you Uh, i think you i did review that yeah a couple weeks Uh, ago yeah when i was absent uh six week of release brought in two and a half million dollars this last weekend for a total of 83.1 million taking at the box office domestic uh coming in at number seven elvis and it's six week of release hard to think it's already been out for six weeks i know Uh, i feel like not all of that was expanded release uh 5.74 million dollars available in just under 3,000 theaters. Uh, its domestic total is now $129 million with an international take of 106. So it's at just over a quarter of a billion dollars uh, for its uh, worldwide take. I think take. that's about what they expected. It's you know it's not blowing any records out of the water. Yeah, but for a biopic uh, yeah. about a musician that most people in the current generation probably don't care about. Uh, you know, a movie that's probably 10 years too late because there was that Elvis resurgence in popularity where you'd buy bags and shirts and hear it on every commercial and everything. Well, and it was a it was a it was a troubled production anyway. It took a long time to mm. get this movie made. So, but apparently it's good. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number six, dropping two spots where the Crawdads sing. Uh, seven and a half million dollars. It's in three thousand five hundred theaters, uh, and its third week of release is totaled at only fifty three and a half million. A, not as good as I think they were hoping, but 
That one, actually, yeah, I have seen trailers for, so you got to think they had a, a advertising budget on that, so I wonder how much the movie... I mean, it was Sony. If it's made, has made anything. Um, number five, staying at number five, Top Gun, Maverick, keeping the blockbusters going. Brought another $8.5 million. It remains in 3,000 theaters in its 10th week of release. Ten and weeks, man. I, do you think that this is going to be the last weekend of Top Gun? I hope not. Top Gun rules. Man. It was such a good movie. Uh, $650, or $650 million is its domestic total. Uh, it's at $1.32 billion worldwide. That's wild bringing in the big dollars for Tom Cruise. I mean, who, as you know, I feel like biggest just all of the movies. Biggest box office he's ever had actually. That's fine. Maverick's a good movie. Could have done without less uh with less Miles Teller, but you know whatever. Number 4 dropping down a spot, your movie that you love so much, Minions <sighs> Rise it. of Gru. Get me more Minions, please. Still managed to bring in just shy of 11 million dollars this weekend. Uh, in its fifth week of release for a domestic total of $320.5 million. So $320 million ain't bad domestic for a kid's movie. Killing it. A lot of cash. Uh, number three, Thor, Love and Thunder. Still in there, $13.1 million this weekend. Uh, that's a 42% drop. Uh, but it didn't stop it from making 301 million domestic, another 362 million uh, worldwide. Uh, so now it's full global total is at 663.6 million dollars. God, I hate it. Well, if it helps, it's got nothing but reviews, and they've actually written off as a failure in the eyes of Disney. Which is, how insane is this? And we've talked about this on the show, where Disney's like, well, if it's not a billion, it's not worth our trouble. Yeah, but at least they realize that people are going because they feel like they have to go, not because they want to see the movie or feel like it has merit. No one's like watching that movie, like, have you seen this movie? You gotta go see it. It'll change your life. People are like, you know how Marvel, it's all connected. Well, you have to watch it because there's things. You know? Contractually uh, obligated to watch it. Yeah. Number two, in its second week of release, uh, Nope brought in $18.6 million this last weekend. Uh, it's in 3,800 theaters, but that brings its domestic total to 80.6. It's And it did not get an international release yet. So, yeah. um, But that was a pretty hefty drop, though. Um, fifty-eight percent drop yeah. from last week. That's a that's a significant. But with this, I mean, I know you you in the chat all said that it is not horror, but with the uh, uh, idea that most people have that it is horror, uh, eighty million is pretty bad. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the black phone is just now hitting eighty-three mm-hmm. in six weeks of release. So with a lot uh, less advertising. I mean, though. Nope had a humongous opening for for uh, a quote unquote horror film. But I wonder how much of that has been advertising stuff because you see Nope ads everywhere. Constantly. Yeah. Uh, and then number one coming in, opening at the number one spot in its first week, bringing in $23 million, the movie that I was unable to see because I was working on my car. I am sorry. I will try to do that this week. Uh, DC League of Super Pets with two of your favorite up-and-comers that are always teaming up, making it double the pleasure, double the fun, double oh, mint gum no. for you, Dwayne no. Johnson, Kevin Hart, 
winning combo. It also has Keanu Reeves. Uh, I don't care. It's Rock and Kevin Hart. That's just a combo I'm tired of, y'all. I don't. I don't is the is Kevin Hart gonna be in Black Adam? It's gonna be like a scrappy reporter that's friends with the Black Adam. That would be fun. God, ugh. Uh, but not a huge opening. I think that um, you know it is num- It is the number one movie in America. But you know it's twenty three millions. Like pff, that's piddly crap. But um, Vince says that there's a, a supposed to be a cut of the new Top Gun where Maverick dies. It'll probably be on the bonus features. Hmm. Uh, Dina, oh, I'm glad Dina said this in the comments. She said, I literally had no idea about this movie until it was advertised for the drive-in, which is closing. Yes, our 112 drive-in. I think they said only 13 more weeks or 12 more weeks. No, 13 more showings, which is spread over four weeks. Oh, God, only four more weeks? Yep. Why aren't they going all the way to October like they normally do? Yeah, we won't. uh, That's not cool, dude. We will not get to have our classic movies in the fall weather. That's my favorite time. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's not, no, that's not, no. I got to do a pop-up. I got to just be like, hey, hey, Let's go chain ourselves to the drive-in. Actually, I'm going to call the guy that bought it. And I'm going to be like, hey, dog, heard you liked movies. Put your, put your passion where you're like hands are or whatever needs to be said i can't put his money where his mouth is but um put your dick where your butt is <laughs> yeah dude because kids like butts yeah and like let's do some programming before you tear it down in october let me run this thing let's, for like three weeks let's rent a delorean let's dress like doc brown from back to the future part three at the beginning <laughs> 1950s doc brown <laughs> yeah yeah Let's That'd just good. chain ourselves to the theater. Don't let them take it from us. Um, yeah, oh, Vince said it's not a cut. It's a theory, I see, oh, well, about Maverick dying. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, if you live in the northwest Arkansas area, which we record, this is where our studio's based out of, uh, our 112 drive-in, go check it out. It is the last time you'll ever get to, to check it out. And could be the last time you ever get to experience the magic of a drive-in. That's true, because so. the next closest ones are Dallas. Is no, there one closer? There's is there one, one in Tulsa? Tulsa yeah, think, who wants yeah. to go to Tulsa? It has the river and it smells mm-hmm. real bad. Who wants to go to Dallas? People drive 90 miles an hour and the town dies at 8.30 p.m. And Velvet it's said there's one in, in Marshall, um, wherever that is. I think that's Texas, too. Um Dina said, let her know when you go because you got the good speaker. That's I true. always go hard at the drive-in. You don't have to leave your car running because you got the boom box. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. That's what I do. I the bring my box. own drive-in speaker box. The boom box with the boom box. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to try. I'm actually, I've already talked to the guy that bought that piece of property, and I want to get some stuff from the snack bar uh, to Dina. put here in the in the, uh, in the the studio. So Dina says the proposed new apartment complex, because here in a college town, we have to bulldoze everything historic to make room for Texas kids. Uh, she said the new thing has a it's proposed a, drive-in. It's a screen on the side of one of the apartments kicked to the outskirts in the marshy area with next maybe to the like auto 20, park. Room for 20 cars. So it's going to be marshy. There's going to be mosquitoes that just bite the hell out of you. It's going to be projected on the side of a building. It's going to be trash. And there's going to be some, some Dallas college kid hanging out the window and be like, Hey, spoiler alert! And then just give it away because he's watched the movie four times because it's projected against his window. 
Yeah, it doesn't sound like a good time. Yeah. Anyway, well, all right, guys, that's it. We're out of time. Uh, I'm going to have to see what this clip is. And uh, we're going to get out of here, going to upload this podcast to wherever you download your podcast. You could take the audio version of this on the go, or you can watch it on a tiny screen like Velvet Santa likes to watch his movies uh, on the phone. You can check us out. You can subscribe to our Facebook, our Twitch, or our YouTube channel. You can catch us every Monday night, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. You can be a part of this chat here. and um, Or you can be in our Discord. That's right. Yes. Where, uh, I think Vince is absolutely the most active person, and I've attempted to be to an extent. I quit getting notifications. I guess no one talks in there. No, I mean Nolan's boy. Uh, but Knox Olid is in there. Yeah, uh, Vince is in there. Yeah, Vince. Talks. Yeah, we got some people in there. He's so. gonna put the clips that he's making in the Discord. So. Yeah, where's our where's our freaking Discord link? I gotta. I'm so bad about it. Uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be in the link somewhere. So yeah, get in our Discord. It's the Driving Speaker Box. You can you can chat with us while we're not here. And uh, I, I meant to I meant to have that link at the ready. And just well, like a yeah, bam. I think I'm gonna reset up uh, some game streaming at my apartment or something. Uh, maybe we can start playing Sea of Thieves or something like that again. So there'll be more opportunities I can post about that in the Discord yeah. too. A word. Well, all right, guys. Thank. There it is, Vince, with the Discord link. You can keep up with us and chat with us and all that fun stuff when we're not on the air. So anyway, well, we're out of here. I am the Boom Operator. I'm the Grip. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. It's been, it's been a time, right? Has it been a time? As you leave the theater, Such folks. Time. Please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.